Coming up is week four of our six weeks of serious soft skill strategy, where we'll be looking at how to incorporate soft skills into a job interview. Armed with this ability, you'll zoom to the top of every job search list. Well, at least we hope so. All that and more coming up in seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 29. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me is Bob Graham. For you newcomers, welcome. Let's set the stage. We've uncovered a list of 55 soft skills. Based on academic research and through our own teaching of college students and our work in various industries, and we keep a keen eye on them. We're uncovering with each podcast episode what they mean and why they matter. We're in week four of our six weeks of serious soft skills strategy, where we're putting soft skills to work for you in your quest to obtain a better job or a promotion. If you're joining us for the first time, you might want to go back to episode 26, where we talk about the 55 soft skills and our new book we just released. In episode 27, we talked about the soft skills in the job search process in general. And in episode 28, we gave specific tips about how to add soft skills into your cover letter and resume. So this week, we're going to move to the next step in the process, and we're going to talk about how to use soft skills as an interviewee in the actual interview. So, Bob, uh, I, I'm thinking with, with a lot of things, we expect that in the interview process, they're going to be drilling us on our technical skills. They're going to be asking those tough questions. Um, how do we get soft skills in the middle of all that? Hey, Toby, that's a great question. That's really the crux of the issue because a lot of people are still sort of married to the idea of the technical skills. And just to give a little bit of a context, technical skills are those things that we can easily quantify, the things you probably learned at school. So using an Excel spreadsheet, good grammar, uh, being able to, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. You got some more, Toby? Yeah, I'm thinking about if you're an engineer, you've learned all these technical skills, you've learned all these quotients and formulas. Um, as a statistician, you have all of your statistical tools and, and you need you know certain software packages. And certainly as an accountant, you've got all that CPA knowledge. And we're talking about those skills that really allow you to take that knowledge and put it to work. There you go. So the job interview is where you have a chance to put it to work. And the way you put it to work is when you're telling someone about your experience, you want to bring up the soft skills. And that may be difficult in some interviews because sometimes they're going to ask you a question like, hey, tell us about your last job. What did you, you know, how many clients did you deal with when you were in that sales role? And someone might say, oh, I had 12 clients or 12 customers. But a person who would integrate soft skills would say something a little more broadly. They talk about, well, I had 12 customers and I handled them all the way through the process. I took in their information at the beginning. I listened for key areas of interest and concern. And then we built a solution specific to that client using the whole list of uh, products and services our company provides so that we had a one-on-one -on -one relationship where I was able to really help them. And you can see in, in my saying that, that sounds much better than just 12 clients, right? I've gone a little deeper into it and I've integrated some of the soft skills that we talk about. And what I find in my interviewing, both as an interviewer and as an interviewee, is that I can better understand how a person can fit into my organization when we start talking more about soft skills. Because if you have 10 people that you interview and they can all 
they all deal with clients. So they each have 10 clients. How are you going to pick the one that you want to hire? They're all about the same. So when we get into the soft skills area, we're starting to let some of our personality, some of our business philosophy, some of how we go through doing those things that they want us to do come out. And that's ultimately what becomes sticky to a person. And it starts to make an idea of storytelling. And as we talked about in a couple of prior episodes, we had the issue of uh, categorizing people. And you've done this, I'm sure, and I've done this before. You interview someone and you sort of put them in a bucket. And the bucket might be they were, um, they spoke really fast, or they came from Duke, or they uh, had more experience, they had 20 years of experience, or they just moved from Australia here. But I would rather be categorized in an area where, oh, he's the one who told us the story about how he helped that client be more successful. So we're helping the, the search committee, whether it's one person or many people, really understand what we can do for that company going forward. Well, I think uh, a good way to, to encapsulate this is when we're in the interview process, I think we're looking for that one-two punch. And you and I have talked about this uh, in maybe in some other contexts. We talk about qualifiers and order winners. Certainly those technical skills are your qualifiers. You, you can't take that accounting job unless you have your CPA. You're not going to get the engineering job unless you have your uh, engineering degree. Uh, so there's, there are qualifiers in there. But all the people that are being interviewed, let's say there's 10 people being interviewed in a face-to-face -face interview individually, all 10 are qualified or they wouldn't be there. What's going to make you the winner? And I think what I'm hearing when you describe that is, you're a winner if you can you can tell me that story. Huh. Yeah, I wanted I wanted someone who could manage customers. You've got to be able to. You're going to be my marketing director. You've got to be able to handle clients. How many clients did you handle? Twelve. Everybody would everybody managed twelve. Tell me something that makes it different. That that how you contribute, how you listen, how you problem solve. Exactly what you're talking about. And we can't not validate our technical skills, but our technical skills I don't think is going to get us to the finish line. And I would add to that, Toby, that in coming up with those stories and those anecdotes and those things, one being as brief as possible, and also <coughs> thinking about them in advance, we can Absolutely. pretty much have a sense of what kind of questions someone might ask. And we can also know that if someone asks that question, tell me how many clients you've had, you don't have to just say 12. You can go beyond that. You can read the language in the room and see if you can tell them a 30-second version of the story, a 90-second version, and sort of feeling out your audience. What I find is often when I've interviewed people, I tend to remember the stories more than the details. And because, frankly, I don't need to know the details. The details are going to be in all the other materials. So really, that interview is a time for me to really let my personality out, really let them understand what they're getting in terms of a person, not a robot. We're not robots. If we were robots, they'd hire robots. But we are people. And as people, we're looking for that fit. And I would also say, and this is somewhat uh, awkward for people to really think about, but we also are looking as a, at the fit the other way. Do they fit me? And so in getting at some of these issues with soft skills, you start to see their response, whether it's a visual clue, whether they start smiling, whether they say to you, I'm sorry, we asked you a question. We just wanted to know how many people. If I'm at a job interview and they say that to me, 
I'm starting to think about that job and going, boy, I'm not sure if that's the right job for me. So it works both ways. And I think that's one of the things that we tend not to think about in interviewing is we need it to fit for us. And so expressing a little more than just I was an accountant and I did the annual tax and the month end accounting. And that was what I did for five years at this job. And at the job prior, I did the same thing, but I also had to manage inventory once a month. That doesn't really give you personality. It doesn't give them anything to say, boy, this person can really help my problems. And also in the context of looking at what you can do down the road, often when we start talking about soft skills, it gets a potential employer to start thinking about us more broadly than just that job description. And what I try to do when I'm doing an interview is I try to think in advance. What are the various questions they're going to ask? What do I know about their industry? What do I know about their company? And what kinds of stories can I already have preset in my mind to use given the certain situation? And in some cases, I'm going to shift whatever topic they bring up as best I can to those one or two things that are really critical for them to understand about me that puts me at the advantage over all my competitors. Bob, I think that really gives us a different perspective on uh, interviewing. Um, I love that. I, I, I've even in when I'm the interviewee, at times I've reminded the interviewer and said, hey, I'm interviewing you as much as you're interviewing me because I'm looking for a company that's exciting and passionate and I'm looking to see how, how, how much I would want this job if you offer it. So uh, it kind of puts you in a different perspective. Um, I think we'll take a short break. And then when we come back, um, let's talk about kind of those two interviewing styles. Hey, Bob Graham here. Our new ebook, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, is out. This ebook lists all 55 soft skills that employees and employers are using and their organizations are working to harness for greater productivity and innovation. And we give examples of how they're using them in the workplaces. It's a great springboard for your career and for your organization. The ebook retails for $4.99. Because you are a loyal listener of the Serious Soft Skills Podcast, we're going to make it free. Just use coupon code six weeks when you order it at SeriousSoftSkills.com, and it's free for you. That's right. You can download the 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success for free in the time it takes to listen so to the rest back, of this Bob, podcast. Don't delay because this coupon code won't last forever. This is our way of showing our commitment to your success in 2018. So download it now process and mostly from the perspective of the interviewee and uh, two of our big takeaways from the earlier part of our discussion I think were the storytelling and uh, the stickiness and that stickiness is kind of a strange term but I'm starting to hear it more and more and I think that's where we really want to make an impression realizing that the interviewer is maybe talking to five eight ten people they'll be interviewing maybe in 30, 45 minute, maybe hour long interviews over a multi-week time. And at some point, they or a committee will come back together and say, okay, of these 10 people, which ones are going to move forward in the process? And I think stickiness then is, will, what will they remember about me? And, and uh, thinking about that ahead of time to say, what story do I want to, what, what big thing have I done that I want to make sure they, they know? Uh, thinking about that in advance, but sometimes it's difficult to do that 
Um, depending on the interview situation, as we as we cut to the break, we talked about uh, I throw out the the uh, I guess the continuum of interviews where the interviewer or the interviewing committee has this list of questions that they feel like they've got to just pound through, almost like a multiple choice quiz. And then at the other end of the spectrum is the uh, what I would call a situational interview. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about how, how do you walk in? And you won't know usually going in which one you're about to walk into. Well, and, and that's a really great point, Toby. And you just have to use your soft skills. I mean, really, this is interviewing is probably one of the best tests of soft skills ability that we have because you've got to be listening. You've got to be observing people. You've got to be empathetic. You've got to be able to adapt to change. You've got to be problem solving. You've got to be a team player. You've got a lot of things going on. And I think that's part of why interviewing still is very popular. And we don't hire people without interviews because we actually are seeing their ability to handle things. So at one end, as you pointed out, we have the, we're going to go through that list of questions. And you often will see that they have a list in front of them and it's one or more people. And you can sort of tell the list is coming at you because it feels very stilted. So you conveyed your story and somewhere in your story, you answered their next question and they still answer, they still ask you the next question. And you want to say to them, I'm sorry, were you not paying attention? I just answered that. But the reality is they weren't really paying attention. They were going through the list. And I would say in those cases, make sure that any story that you tell about your experience is very, very, very short. You know, two, three sentences. You cannot go into a long dissertation. It's got to be really quick. The other extreme is sort of that, so tell us about a time when you used uh, good problem-solving skills. And it's an open-ended prompt, and you've got to figure out the story to tell them that's going to resonate with them. Hopefully, it's something that matches up with what they're looking for you to do or something that's transferable. You know, we talk about soft skills being transferable. If you are a good problem solver at job X, presumably, you're going to be a good problem solver at job Y. If you're a good listener at job X, you should have those skills going into job Y. So answering that question with a, a, a anecdote or story, and I want to say, I should say this, we've used the word story and storytelling often. I want to make sure we're really clear. By story, we are not suggesting that you lie or embellish or change the truth. Everything you say is true. The idea of story is that it's something that has a clear beginning, middle, and end, which presumably, and if you're on your game, You've pre-planned and know what the beginning and middle end is, unlike how we do these podcasts. No, I'm kidding. But that 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 ability to answer that that prompt, that open-ended prompt, is really vitally important in terms of being sticky because you're being judged on your ability to answer that question, which they probably think that you were not prepared for. But if you think about it, you can be pretty well prepared. If someone says, you know, I, I've had the question, uh, describe a situation where you had a conflict with coworker and how you resolved it. Describe a situation where you thought that you were going to fail and you were able to succeed. And I see you, Toby, nodding as I'm going through these. You've had them as well. There's a standard list of them. And then you get to the more broad questions like, how many golf balls can you fit in this room? And describe to us your process to get there 
which interestingly enough, they don't really care about your answer. It's how you get to your answer. So describing to them, okay, a golf ball is about two and a half inches long or in diameter. I figure this room's about 16 feet. So 16 feet times two and a half inches is roughly this many balls. Going the other way, it's 16 feet. So that's another. Then multiply those by each other, square that. That gives me a one level. I'm going to guess there are about 200 levels. So the number is X. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for your ability to have a rationale for how you came up with your number. So if you just say 2 million and go, I don't know, it's a stupid question, you're really telling the potential employer, one, you don't want to be involved in anything creative. You're not willing to get outside your box. You want to be stuck in the land of the technical skills. The person who can articulate that, as you hear the person describe those various components, you start to see how they look at the world. And usually the interviewer is going to just let you go. And I tell my students and other people when they get a question like this, make sure you understand what they're asking. So be really clear. So for instance, if someone says, how many balls can you fit in this room? You need to be clear what kind of ball, because if you're thinking basketball and they're thinking tennis ball, there's going to be a real big divide. The other thing is when you say in this room, do you mean floor to ceiling, wall to wall? Or do you mean elbow height or, you know, getting that clarification because that tells the person on the other side that you are not just jumping at the first instruction. You want to understand before you act, which is in itself a really valuable skill. And it tells the employer that you are a collaborator. I want your input here before I start doing my job. So you can see a lot is really nestled in what they call these behavioral interview questions. And you can look online and see there are lists upon lists upon lists of them. And just having the, the framework in your, your head of how they go, once you figure out what they are and get, see maybe 10 or 20 of them, you can pretty much answer any of them. I would tell you I've been on scores of interviews. I'm pretty good at knowing what they're going to ask me in advance. I know what my strengths are. I know where the weaknesses are. And I know what they're going to want to know. And I try to genuinely help them see me the way they need to see me to advance me in the search process. Great. Yeah, and I think uh, come to a couple couple really key points that I don't want our, our folks to miss out on. And I, I love that example of, you know, how many golf balls fit in the room. Um, because that's a great example between technical skills and soft skills. The technical skills are if I had that math mind, which I don't, I could have quickly multiplied the, the rough dimensions of the room, the cubic space of the room, and divided that by the, the area that a ball takes up. And I could have just spouted out the answer and probably been almost exactly correct that it's 452,000 golf balls or whatever it is. But that's not what they're looking for. It's that soft skills, the thinking, the problem solving, the, the discussion. And so I think we would do a great service to our listeners to say, think of the interview not as a, a question answer, but a conversation. And, and as you talk through some of those about asking questions back to your viewer, that turns it into a conversation. Suddenly we're, we're talking, we're getting to know each other. If, if you were going to you know, look for someone to uh, be your new best friend, you probably wouldn't be too successful bringing the list of the 15 things that you're looking for in a best friend. You would sit down with coffee and have a discussion. And that's where you want to lead, I think, those interviewers to is I, I – I, not going to be prioritized by your 18 questions. I'll answer them. 
but I'm going to try everything I can to get you into a conversation so that we get to know each other. And that's a, it just breaks that, that stigma of the interview process. And I, I honestly, I really enjoy going through an interview these days because as the interviewee, the chance to make them loosen up is really, it's neat when you walk away and say, wow, I think we know each other. And if I'm the right person for the company, they know that now. If I'm not the right person, they know that. And if I'm not interested in that company, I know it now because we've talked. We, we understand each other. I will add, Toby, for folks who are just starting out, if you're just starting into your career, that's a little more difficult because you don't have that, that long list of experience and you're probably not real comfortable with that idea of a conversation. So I think it, that, that grows as you get further along in your career. You start to focus more on a match. But I think in any case, if you're just starting out with uh, your career, you can certainly ask one or two questions of the interviewers that get beyond just, are we going to have vaca- how many weeks of vacation? What's your sick leave policy? I always tell my students and other people, really understand that company and that industry and ask them a question about an issue that's facing them over the next five or 10 years. And make and you know make them answer it because one you're showing them you know the industry, you paid attention. Two, that often elicits a discussion where they say, "Oh, well, that's a great question. What are your thoughts on this?" Yeah, and and I've seen even first time some of my students uh, they've gotten more comfortable. So I would encourage folks if they're new to this, do those mock interviews, uh, take interviews. I tell my students all the time. They say, "Well, I'm not I don't know if I'm sure if I'm interested in this company." They call me for an interview. I say, "Take the interview." Yes. You'll learn something. Uh, you'll learn something about what they're doing. And in the next interview with a company you're even more interested in, you might say, hey, you know what? I just I was talking to another company recently and they shared a story. that." So you're connecting it together. So that experience brings comfort. And I've seen students, both graduating seniors, one who has gotten comfortable and, and can become more comfortable and another one who just sits there nervously giving, you know, two word answers and and, and it would be hard to pick the short answer one over the storyteller. So it is certainly a challenge out there. But I, but I think our emphasis and, and what I hope folks take away from uh, our discussion today is plan ahead. Think about how you're going to leverage your soft skills into that experience, into that interview process. So, Bob, I think we, we better wrap up here. I'm looking at our time. Um, Next week, we're going to continue on for the last segment of our six weeks of serious soft skills. Uh, Oops. No, we're not. It says our last part for the next two weeks. Last part. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Let's do that again. So next week, we'll be starting the last part of our six weeks of serious soft skills strategy. Uh, For those next two weeks, we're going to look at soft skills and interviewing from the employer's perspective. Not only will this help people looking uh, to hire, but potentially interviewees will obtain uh, some insights into the perspective of the uh, interviewer in that job search process. So coming up next week on our Serious Soft Skills podcast. And don't forget to download your copy of our new ebook, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success. Uh, use that coupon code that we gave earlier in the episode. Until then, good day. Thanks for listening. And of course, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. 
If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.